0: Welcome to the Bladcast Oscar Night Recap Extravaganza! Presided over by Dual Masters of Ceremonies, the two Christians of the Bladcast, Christian Toto of Hollywood and Toto, and our own Christian Blatt. And the winner is. You! Get ready for your hosts, Christian Toto and Christian Blatt. Welcome to
1: the Bladcast, our annual Oscars post show this year called Christians Everywhere All at Once. We're very <laughs> excited to be joined as I have for at least the last five or six years. I should go back and check by uh, Christian Toto of Hollywood and Toto. (laughs) Christian, thanks for joining me today. You make me watch this show
2: every year. And yet I still (laughs) converse with you. I'm still friends with you. I don't really understand that, but here we are.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, (laughs) I, I will talk about how, let's talk about the show first, Uh, you know, I think uh, last year we really wanted to get to the slap. And uh, (laughs) the only real slap was for the audience. (laughs) And I believe uh, three hours and 43 minutes. And look, you live in mountain time. I live in Pacific time. It's not as brutal for us. I'm not saying it's great, but it's not midnight when the show's over. You know, it's like, you're still like, okay, I wasn't going to be in bed yet anyway. But people on the East coast staying up to watch this show, Uh, it's, uh, it's pretty brutal, but, uh, overall thoughts on the broadcast. I'll let you go first, sir. It wasn't terrible. You know, it's it's way too long. Nothing should be three. three, I'm going to interject.
2: I agree with both of those points. Not terrible.
1: (laughs) Definitely too long. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And you know, I think they used to attempt to make it shorter, they don't, even, they don't even try anymore. That, that's out the window. There's no effort. There's no, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's gonna joke about it the whole night. It's just the way things are, accept it or not. That's fine. Um, I thought there were some wonderful speeches. I thought that Jimmy Kimmel was far more easygoing and charming than I expected. Uh, he wasn't Billy Crystal esque, but he was Billy Crystal light. Uh, you know, I think a lot of the winners we knew, but that's kind of just the way it works now if you've got 16 award shows and someone wins like 14 or 15 of the 16, gee, what's going to win best, whatever, you know, that's pretty obvious. And I, it felt, it just felt a little bit more like what I was used to when I was growing up, where it was celebratory. It wasn't, you know, a lot of lectures and hand wringing. There seemed to be people who had genuine joy to win, to be nominated, to be part of this whole process. And I appreciated that. It made it, more tolerable. But at the end of the day, it is still in cra- crazy long. Uh, it is not funny enough or entertaining enough to kind of work as a show. You're going to have to have the gravitas of awards and you have to really love movies to kind of buy into it. So that's my just Sort of snapshot.
1: Yeah, well, I think it's interesting that you referred to Jimmy Kimmel as Billy Crystal Light because it did make me think of the uh, powdered diet drink Crystal Light. So basically, he is ground up Billy Crystal. You add some water. It doesn't taste like the the way Grandma used to make it, but it's all right. Um, I I agree, and I was very conscious of this. I, by my count, there were three political related jokes from Jimmy Kimmel. I'm not going to yep. talk about it in the speeches, and two of them came after hour three. Way uh, when, late, he, yes. when he, when he, yeah, when he was in, uh, you know, when he was talking about, look at, look at uh, Steven Spielberg and Seth Rogen, they're like Joe and Hunter Biden. And look, that's a political joke, but uh, it's, it's against the sitting president. So I'm like, you know what, that's a funny line. Let's you know, nobody dwelled on it. The people didn't boo when he said that, that's a, yeah. that was a good sign. And then later there was a, there was a George Santos joke. I'm like, that's about the guy lying. You know, that's not even really a political joke. That's like a celebrity joke. And then there was so there's one comment about uh, January 6th footage. And I'm like, you know what? If we get to hour three and that's the only thing we get, I I don't know. I think we should consider that a win. You know, I know that uh, it's something that your site, Hollywood and Toto being right of center. You uh, always highlight those sort of things. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, this, this probably got a failing grade for running time. But that content for a host, I, I feel like you know it must have uh, must have been much more digestible for for everyone, like Crystal Light. Yeah, you know, it, I, right from the jump, I
2: Jimmy Kimmel made me feel at ease, which is exactly what you want the host to do—to be light, to be charming, to be inviting, not to be kind of throwing bombs here and there. And I think yeah, he actually had some tough but fair jokes against the Oscars themselves. He sure. brought it on themselves because they did nothing with the slap. He said something like, you know, if you do that today, you'll get handed an Oscar and, and be hugged by strangers. I mean, that's actually yeah. pretty good good humor because it really is eviscerating what happened last year. And you had to address it. And I think yeah. he just did it. It was compact and he moved on, which is exactly the right way. So, you know, I, I, one thing I will say about Jimmy Kimmel's monologue, it was funny, it was clever, it was charming, it wasn't great. But it was It was fine. Yeah. He poked fun at Tom Cruise and they specifically in an interview asked him if he was going to go there and he kind of sort of indicated he wouldn't. So I thought that was a little odd as well. I mean, the Scientology jokes about Tom Cruise, it's like, why don't you just call Bill Clinton horny? I mean, how much more stale can a (laughs) joke be at this point? He doesn't but talk I'm not about gonna
1: it anymore. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'd never heard Elron Hubba hubba before, and I'm like, you know what? it's stupid, <laughs> but I kind of liked it. you know it's like one of those you're like, oh, that's such a dumb joke, but I didn't think uh-huh. of it, so i am I'm, I'm gonna allow it i I agree. It's kind of like like you know, even before. Billy Crystal and Whoopi would sort of alternate. You know, it's like, it's like Johnny Carson hosting. It's very like, oh yeah, this is somebody who's comfortable in the job. It's the third time he'd done it now. Mm -hmm. The last time he hosted it couldn't have gone worse, but that wasn't his fault. You know, they gave out the wrong best picture. So, you know, he weathered that reasonably well. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think it was fine that he was back. I I think that uh, you and I were a little critical last year of the the three hosts for a variety of reasons, but I think multiple hosts, they've done this for the the Mm -hmm. Emmys, they've done this for other shows. Yeah, and I'm not talking about Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, whether you like them or not, they work well together. But when you just pick three people and put them on stage, that doesn't always work. Having one host... Uh, I think uh, I think worked really well. And he was in it with us. He was like, yeah, this is a long night. I know, you know. It's, yeah. uh, so."
2: If you had Steve Martin and Martin Short, that would work because they've yeah, been working great. together for years, if not decades. And they've got the rapport like Polar and Faye do. But yeah, this freaking, let's pick an actress and a comedian and another comedian who had wildly different styles. We'll shove them together and then give them mediocre jokes and just see how that works. Well, it was terrible.
1: Yeah, and uh, it wasn't It wasn't uh, too heavy on shtick. You know, there was the uh, Q&A from regular people. And, uh, you know, he he was able to get in some digs at Ben Ben Affleck, at Matt Damon. So it's like, all right, that's his running joke. It's fine. It's not like Letterman trying to do stupid human tricks on the Oscars, you know. Yeah. And Uh, even Elizabeth Banks with the cocaine bear. It was brief. It was light.
2: It was topical because the movie's fairly new, and yeah. you know, you kind of forget. I- I'm not sold on her as a
1: director. She's a very funny comic actress, and yes. uh, she handled it beautifully too. Yeah, despite the fact that, as she pointed out, she'd lost her voice, and that'll, yeah. that'll, that'll, uh, you know, pull behind the curtain that when they're actually saying the nominees, clearly that's recorded earlier because all of a sudden <laughs> her voice was fine. Uh, checking in from across the pond, Craig Robinson. Haven't heard much, so looking forward to our recap. Yes. We're the place to go, Uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, what, the middle of the night in the UK. So, Craig, (laughs) you did yourself a favor. Christian and I will always watch it so that you don't have to. Uh, In general, I I, I thought that the the show, again, apart from the running time, I thought the most interesting thing was there – were more rock musicians on the Oscars than there were in the Grammys because you had Lenny Kravitz, which I thought that he did a really nice, you know, the, the in memoriam can kind of go off the rails when you do something non-traditional, but I thought that he did a great job. And David Byrne performed his, uh, his Mm -hmm. nominated song. So it's two people that that have had like, you know, rock songs and David Byrne's a little bit uh, more new wave, new, whatever. But, I was just like, Oh yeah. So that, that was fine. And I thought that the the songs were all, look, those are the songs that were nominated. Mm-hmm. The Rihanna song was uh it was much smaller than what she did at the Super Bowl. lady Gaga. So I'm like, yeah, that's all right. That's that. You get people to tune in with names like that. And sure. Sure. Just, they happen to have been nominated. And uh, I, I don't know. I didn't see RRR, but I was like, yeah, that should have won. You know, I just went there. It's a, it's a, a real show.
2: boisterous yeah. full of energy movie. And by the way, I was a little angry at David Byrne because his suit
1: fit. I just thought that was inappropriate, but <laughs> he should always have the giant suit. Yeah. He should, he should have no show, uh, no suits that actually fit him. Um, It's an interesting thing that uh, happens when you have corporate overlords. And in the case of ABC, uh, it's Disney. And I mean, just like, let's set up this infomercial for the little mermaid movie, which I think that wow. they know that there there's some trouble in the waters pun intended for that movie. And, you know, look, I mean the, first of all, I don't know why they made any of these live action remakes? You know, I, I, they, they, <laughs> they vary widely in uh, wildly in quality, but I they the only want so honestly. Sh- I, I, the, the, the beauty and the beast one, I remember it being okay. Uh-huh. But then the rest of them, I'm like, I don't, I don't want to see Will Smith as the genie, even before he hit Chris rock, you know, Hmm. <laughs> but uh yeah that was it was just so like awkward and forced and then they and then it's like and then we get like uh let's celebrate warner brothers and show all the movies they have coming out i'm like is that is that like product placement i mean that had to be that or was it like oh the the disney shill won't look as bad as if we also do a warner brothers show if i'm fox and sony i'm like, hey. Can we shill too? I guess Fox can't because they're part of Disney. But Sony should have been their Paramount, you know what did you what did you think about those moments, Chris? You know, I
2: haven't been I haven't given them enough grief on social media. It's one thing to have Melissa McCarthy and Halle Berry. Am I getting her name right? The young actress who's the star.
1: Well, that's not Halle be, Berry. But, no, wait, but uh, their I, name
2: is very similar.
1: It's very similar. You're, you're yeah, right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, so forgive my my ignorance but, on these. But these, the the actress who plays Ariel
2: in the movie, right? For sure. To have them on stage is a little cringe because, you you know, that's what Saturday Night Live is for. When Woody Harrelson pops up and says, hey, I'm in a new movie called Champions. Like, that's the routine. But the Oscars are supposed to be better than that. It's supposed to be more regal, classier. So to have those two on stage was like, uh, And then they put the trailer on. I'm like, oh, my yeah. gosh. If, was if they had it
1: presented Saturday. an award... And the, the announcer had said Mm -hmm. from the upcoming movie, the little mermaid. Okay. That's fine. No problem. But it's like, here's a commercial. Let's watch this. And (laughs) yeah. Before the commercial,
2: here's a commercial.
1: Yeah. And then, and then, you know, you get Morgan Freeman and uh, Harley Quinn, uh, Marco Robbie, uh, (laughs) I literally couldn't think of her name for a second. Um, You get them out there and I'm like, okay, did, you know, you're talking about the show running long. And I'm glad that uh, Jimmy Kimmel addressed that. addressed it by the way. I was going to say this earlier. that's like, look, you said you wanted all the awards in. They're all in. So yeah. now sit through it and watch it. But if you are trying to cut time, I, I don't know, showing whole trailers and a montage of a hundred years of Warner Brothers, but let's focus on the movies that are coming out over the next six months. Well that's know. the the arrogance of the whole night is that you you and I, we're not
2: professional editors. We can no. look at it and go, okay, that's gone. That's gone shorter, gone, gone, and now you got like a three-hour show, which is not good, but it's better than three hours or whatever it was. And you know, like the let's go visit the Academy Museum, which couldn't have less razzle or dazzle in that segment was ridiculous. And then when Kimmel came out and did like a Q and A with a couple of people, marginal laughs. I mean,
1: marginal laughs.
2: If you've got it, kind of maybe if it if you need filler, that's okay. It wasn't terrible, but by golly, you got a three-plus hour show you got to trim every ounce of fat and that was just chock full of fat.
1: and and by the way last year Wanda Sykes went to the Academy Museum so they already they've already sold that to us and I've gone to the Academy Museum I went for my birthday back in February it's great i actually oh. really like it yeah. i think that uh, people when they're in LA should go yeah. however <laughs> you know you can mention oh and by the way we have a museum we have a nominee yeah. for film editing you know <laughs> So, or it could even be like, here's a QR code for, uh, you know, watch the clip of Wanda Sykes going last year. Just go ahead and and watch it again. Um, yeah. Mm. So those, uh, you know, and I don't think that the people who put on the Oscar show decided we want to show the little mermaid trailer. That was like, you're going to make time for the little mermaid trailer. So that's a, that's a, you know, that's a a Bob Iger thing. You know, I'm not going to hold the producers to it. Certainly not Jimmy Kimmel's fault. You know, uh, even though, you know, even though Disney signs his checks, I guess. But uh, I was all right with that. And I agree the the, there was a there was limited payoff with uh, Cocaine Bear, although I did like at the end when uh, he gave Jimmy a high five and, Mm -hmm. you know, people were probably not awake anymore. But the (laughs) the tote board that said uh, Oscars since an incident and he put up the one. So not bad. uh, Yeah. I, you know, I think in general he did a good job. I don't. I, I don't see much of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's show. Usually, it's just that every year the the videos of uh, parents telling their kids that they took away all their Halloween candy. <laughs> you know, so it's usually that's when I see him. But I thought he did a good job. And when somebody does a bad job, I'll make I'll make sure to point out. Boy, did they do a bad job! So yeah, got, uh, I, I, have, I really figure. have no complaints for the job he did. You know, I, so. I think
2: one thing I want to say before if we get because I think it's kind of quasi. I mean, important is subjective here, but. It amazes me that they didn't get Tom Cruise as part of that ceremony presenting anything, which is leads me to two questions. Did they even ask? And if they asked him, did he turn it down? Like, I yeah. really want to know that because this was the year to get Tom Cruise on that stage, being Tom Cruise, saying something uplifting, just as the, you know, he wasn't going to win anything. That's fine. You got to get him on that stage after the year he's had, after how he's helped the theaters, after how he's been such a, a gracious ambassador to Hollywood, to movies, to going to the cinema, how do you not have him part of that night? And, and if he says, I'm, I'm busy, I'm shooting X, yeah. you figure yeah. out a way to get him there. Because when you right, want exactly, to get there, you yeah. get there.
1: So Yeah, I'm, I'm well, trying to figure out how to not burn up on re-entry doing a, a, <laughs> a, a, an actual stunt coming yeah. in from outer yeah. space for Mission Impossible 8. Okay, that's a legit reason. But yeah, yeah. I would hope that they asked and it could be, you know, Kimmel may uh, alluded to it that James Cameron wasn't there because he wasn't nominated for best director. Yes. Uh, so maybe it could be as simple as like, uh, like, the, you know, I, not even a nomination for best actor. But yeah. I agree. The, you know, it really would have made sense to have him there. And if he was on set filming something else, uh, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. our pal David Weiss, Salman himself in the chat. Uh, Tom Cruise is probably tired of Scientology and short jokes. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you know, at this point, when you're when you're uh, Tom Cruise, you you get to kind of I, I don't know. It's like I'm going to be on the Oscars, and then the people who run the Oscars are like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just you know meet the demands that he wants. Uh, also, mm-hmm. with this comment, David Weiss. The Oscars were so white. They made friends look like good times. (laughs) Uh, You're not entirely wrong. Uh, And, uh, you know, I think that uh, it was, you know, I think that there were some cheers uh, for uh, when Jimmy Kimmel mentioned uh, Till. And I forget what the uh, Viola Davis movie is called. But there's like, hey, there's movies that weren't nominated that a lot of people think they should. Have nominated and that didn't Even feel preachy I'm like okay that's fine You know why don't you do that every year you know Mention oh. a couple of movies that like I can't believe this Didn't get nominated so uh That's the broadcast Itself and I think You're, you're right that there Weren't a ton of surprises I just didn't think that The movie with the title everything everywhere all at once was describing all of the awards they were nominated for that they were going to win everything everywhere all at once and um i i liked the movie i thought it was well done i think that's one of those ones where i love the performances more than the movie itself i definitely saw it late i think if i had seen it when it was first out i could have gotten caught up and because you know when somebody's like oh my god this is amazing odds are it's already not going to be amazing when you sit yeah. down to see it. What did you think I, of the movie before we talk about the awards? I, I caught it late
2: too. And I'm not in love with the movie. It took me a couple of times to get through it, honestly. So I, I did love the performances. I, I mean, part of me thinks it's a wildly original movie. That's unlike anything we've seen before yeah. at a time where Hollywood is obsessed with remakes and sequels and reboots. Give it all the Oscars. I mean, you know, this, this, we got to celebrate something here and some creativity. So from that perspective, I don't care. It's, not my first or second choice, but I, I can't, it doesn't rub me the wrong way for sure. But uh, I, I feel like these filmmakers are going to fall on their face the next time, and I, that sounds like a mean thing to say. But I, I don't know. I just it, it's such a weird and tough act to follow for starters. And I hope they, I hope they knock it out of the park. You know their next project, but I don't know. It just seems like a really a, a, a singular event.
1: Yeah. And I feel like it's one of those situations where, you know what, their third movie will probably be really good, but yeah, the second yeah, yeah. movie, they're going to get, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to get a little bit too much creative control. People uh-huh. aren't going to want to tell them, no, yep, their movie's yep, yep. going to be like you know, two hours and 54 minutes and, and they'll be like, great, we'll just put it in theaters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm very interested. Like, you know, if that comes out of their brains, let's see what's next. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm all for that, but I agree with you. Rewarding, won uh, an original film idea that's not an adapted property. It's not a, a sequel, a remake, you know, anything like that. Uh, I, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, but it's it's hard to not be happy for literally everyone in the cast who won. I, uh, I mean, Michelle Yeoh is great. And I was talking to my wife after, the, you know, as we were watching it. Uh, and I was like, "There's there's an executive at Paramount who, before he even went to bed, He's yelled at everybody who works for him to say, "How in the hell has the Star Trek spinoff starring Michelle Yeoh that they've been working on for three years? I'm not exaggerating. Mm. Uh, how is that not ready to go? How are we not able to mm. tweet out a, a trailer for that show? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I knew I knew someone who worked on an early version of it. They scrapped the idea, but it's like." You know, this is the time she's a <laughs> she's a great character on that show. You'll just have to take my word for it. Yeah, but uh, I, I'm very interested in seeing more of her. And they're just like, you know, drop the ball. Uh, I'm getting that. But uh, very excited for, you know, what she said. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, for people who know, my wife's Chinese American. So uh, her speech and uh, I have to stop calling him short round now that he's an Oscar winner. Uh, Ki Ki Hui can. Um, and I don't even think I said it right, but I'm trying. I think That's you got close. It. I've been it's I've been toiling in my head like for yeah, hours. Ki Kihi Kwan, I think. Uh, what you know, both of those speeches uh, I, I thought were great, and also I don't know that Jamie Lee Curtis de- deserved it for that role, but she oh. certainly she's hung around for so long. I think having to be in that last Halloween trilogy, I think she deserves an award for that you know, for being in all three of those movies for being you know, a trooper. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's almost like, uh, it, it's like she put in enough hours. It's like time served, you know? So it's like, yes. Mm. Uh, but again, her speech and, you know, cut away to Christopher guest, all teary eyed. Those, those are great moments. You know, that's, that is why for people who do watch this show, mm. that's kind of what you want. The that, that she gave a shout you. out to genre films.
2: Yeah. I mean, how, how wonderful was that? A, because, Oscars don't go near genre films and True. a ton of people love them. And she was really, her early career was all about that kind of work, you know, not just Halloween, but she did others as well. I just thought it's such a sweet sentiment. And again, I feel like between what Kimmel said in the beginning and then Ki Hui Kwan, his speech, which would happen pretty early, really set a, a tone of gratitude and a sweetness to the whole, the whole affair. I mean, it really, it really kind of carried forth, you know, and I imagine if you're, first or second person who wins and you make this sort of barn burner speech, maybe the night goes in a different direction.
1: Yeah. No, I think I think you're right. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, there, there was some just absolute asshole director who, like, demanded more time. I think you know what I'm talking... <laughs> I don't even remember who he was or what movie he was. It was just... And it was like, I just felt icky the rest of the night, you know, because it was, uh, you know, it was like, I've got more to say. And I was like, yeah, but you're out of time, idiot. No (laughs) one knows who you are. So shut up. And you're not Brad Pitt. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, right. Exactly. And by the way, that was something I was going to say is none of these speeches got played off. There were definitely people who tried to be the second one to talk for some of the lesser awards and the mic got cut. That's what happens. Yeah, They they tell you to designate somebody, but uh, you know, the fact that, both Michelle Yeoh and Kihi Kwan are able to really, you know, have this sort of impassioned story. Mm-hmm. They both have great stories. I think yeah. very, very American stories, you know, coming from other countries. And I don't know, I think it was all worthwhile to, to see short round, run up to Indiana Jones and give him a big hug uh, at the end. You know, yeah. I mean, I think that's really what, what I was still watching for. Exactly. That
2: That's those are the magic moments,
1: but it
2: would have been fun to see them get danced off. I thought that was a really funny. idea.
1: Yeah. I was wondering if they were really going to do it, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Like is the, the, the woman accepting for women talking, if she'd gone like an extra yeah. minute is, is, was she going to get danced off? Probably not by the way. But so, uh, so I know you're the host, but I do
2: have a question for you before yeah, I forget. please. Do you, the tone, Jimmy Kimmel, not getting political at all in the beginning. Was that a plan? either for him specifically or the night in general? Was there some sort of elbow tug or some sort of unwritten message, some sort of meeting saying, guys and gals, please, let's just focus on the movies, the entertainment, the gratitude, whatever. Let's try not to go there. And if you want to go there, go ahead. We're not going to stop you. But do you think anything like that was either said or implied?
1: I, I think with the the trend for viewership for this show i think that they're like let's try to not alienate uh you know half Mm -hmm. the people i think if trump was still Mm -hmm. president they wouldn't have been able to stay away from it we don't need to get into politics of that but i think yeah yeah no i agree it very simply there there would have been one material that they want to use but then statements that they wanted to make uh they like I don't even know that they like the guy who's president they like, who isn't president right now. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's almost like, it's not the issue that it was, you know, even last year, we didn't have that, but Mm -hmm. I I think you're right though. I think that it was conscious. And if, you know, I I think if there was something in particular that, uh, you know, that Jimmy Kimmel felt passionate about, because, you know, I know that, he's uh, he's spoken out about uh, about healthcare because his uh, son was born with a defect and they rushed him to children's hospital where uh, here in Los Angeles, where uh, my daughter goes every week for speech therapy. It's a great facility. So I can understand if he had a personal, you know, if he mm-hmm. felt like he wanted to take a moment and talk about healthcare as dreadful as that would have been. That's, I that's an issue that I know is important to him and he has a good reason yeah, because yeah. it involved his kid. But yeah, and honestly, we didn't have the preachiest speeches. I mean, I, 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 there wasn't a lot. It was a lot of like, hey, there should be more women nominated. All right, a, a woman certainly is uh, absolutely within her rights to say that. But it wasn't even, I don't know, I didn't feel preached to at any point. I just yeah. felt bored, you know? <laughs> what an improvement. I was so happy just to be bored by the Oscars. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, Farad Muhammad in the chat. Previous uh, Oscar telecasts make jokes about getting played off differently. I think Tom Cruise was tasered or knocked out in a previous year. Something like that does sound familiar. Uh, <laughs> did I say Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks? He said Tom Hanks. We've, okay. got, we've got Cruise on the brain. Uh, and by the way, let's be honest. I mean, what did uh, uh, Top Gun Maverick win for? Sound editing, I yeah, think, right? Yeah. It's kind of what you expect. You know, I mean, there the, it won kind of what I thought – I was surprised of the shutouts for uh, Fablemans and Elvis to be fair. Mm -hmm. I didn't see either of those, Uh, but uh, I thought, I thought Elvis there, there's something, you know, I mean, it didn't even win costume. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have have you, you saw both of those or the Fablemans is a fine movie. To me, it does not
2: deserve any Oscars. It just doesn't. I mean, the costume design was, 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 Perfect. I mean, it's it's what Hollywood does with a with big budget, but it's not Steven Spielberg's best movie. It's not memorable. Right. Uh, the performances were all solid, but it doesn't really jump out at you. You take Steven Spielberg's name away from this. It's a good movie, and I don't think it deserves it. And I thought Elvis, Austin Butler, he could have won Best Actor. He was phenomenal, phenomenal. Okay. And so I think he had a legit shot. I know that Brendan Fraser was wonderful too, so I no, no qualms there. But I thought as a movie that Elvis really didn't give me much, if not any insight, into who Elvis was. I mean, yeah. I didn't even get a full sense of who Elvis and the manager, you know, Colonel Parker was, and that was Tom Hanks' character. It just made me feel empty. Now, I know Baz Luhrmann, he's all about the spectacle, but if you're going to make a great movie, you got to have something there. And I didn't think there was much there. It just was entertaining in a very glossy way. But again, Butler was stupendous
1: yeah no no and i think that uh, that that might be talking about lightning only striking once he he may not get nominated again you know, we'll yeah. have to see what happens uh farad muhammad again the fablemans is quite literally a steven spielberg film it's funny because i was thinking yeah. the way i think about it i think about it like super eight i know that's a jj abram's film but i'm like i've kind of I, i've seen this movie already yeah. yeah you know and it's like you know it, it was mm-hmm. I was uh, saying earlier, it, it's it's like American Graffiti, just with less cars driving. Around. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a J.J. Like, yeah. Spielberg film. Yeah, right. Exactly. It, it, it's So uh, but uh, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind about the level of quality of it. I think it probably meets the the Steven Spielberg standard. Yeah, uh, it just it's it's hard to get excited about. It. I think, you know, if if it had one, I'd feel like, all right, that's one of the movies I mm-hmm. want to see. Banches of Inner uh that was a, that was the one movie that I, I kept meaning to try to get to. I even found out that it was on HBO Max, so I really have no excuse for not watching it uh, closer to the release date, uh, except for life getting in the way. But um, <clears throat> I don't know that, that that didn't win anything, did it? Nothing, nothing. Yeah. It's so, a very
2: good film. I was going to use one of the curses in it because I don't know if it's actually a curse curse or They have a certain spin on the F word, which I found very endearing and they use it a lot, but I, I don't know what, I don't know what your standards are. So I want to, want to keep this. Oh
1: no, we, yeah, we, we, uh, we're fine. We, uh, (laughs) you know, we, we, uh, we definitely spend plenty of time in the gutter, you know, so that's (laughs) fine if you want to. Nice. But uh, yeah, so, I mean, and those are movies that I think there was expectation for. Uh, Mm. Brendan Fraser is the other one where, and I've really, my whole life been calling him Brendan Fraser. But then <laughs> last night, everybody's saying Brendan Fraser. I'm like, I guess it's right because he didn't correct them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, I that I thought was a cute moment to point out at the beginning of the uh, two of the three stars from Encino Man <laughs> both <laughs> nominated. And uh, he just seems like a really likable guy. You know, he you know, his his career didn't really go the way that people expected it to. I think, you know, I mean, yeah, he was he was he was an action star for a moment, you know, comedic. Action star, I guess, like you know, he could have had Paul Rudd's career to some extent, maybe you know, but uh, it's not the way it panned out. But uh, I think that people were legitimately happy for him, but also not surprised because that's what you were talking about before, right? That he had won pretty much everything leading up to this, right? Yeah,
2: and it's a legitimate, I didn't love the movie, I had some issues with it, but it's a legit great performance. It, It's it just he's all in, it, it just you just forget who he is for sure the latex and the heavy suit, you know, the makeup was wonderful, but it's, it's, it's what he does with it, which is pretty magical. So I I have no problem. You know, I, I think that Hollywood, I would say with, with diversity issues, that's another layer of, Oh, he or she could win because of that. But for years, it's often been they're a nice guy or gal. It's their turn. They seem very gracious off screen, you know? So I think like maybe the Sandra Bullocks of the world when they win, Maybe not the most scintillating performance you've ever seen, but all those different sort of sub factors kind of add together. And I think that's maybe that helped Brendan Fraser, but uh, it's still a great performance. So I have no problem with
1: that. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, it's it's not like the Golden Mm. Globes where what was that uh, that it was a Johnny Depp, uh, Angelina Jolie movie, I think called The Mexican. The Tourist, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, the tourist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. The the movie that only won because clearly they had spent a lot of money. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> uh, it's not one of those. It's one of those where people are like, oh yeah, no, no, this was good. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, they pointed out a lot of uh, first time nominees, and uh, I don't know. I think that uh, that sort of helped the overall feeling. You could be happy for people. You know. Yeah. Uh, like what you said. I mean, the number of times we saw the guys, the what the Daniels from Everything Everywhere All, all at Once. And uh, you know, I mean, they had a they had a lot to say, but they had a lot of opportunities to say it. And you know, it's hard to not be excited for people who are excited to
2: yeah. be there. I mean, and win they it, struck you know? me as film geeks who maybe were a little ostracized in their younger days. I can't relate, but you know, that yeah, <laughs> it happens to someone. No. So yeah, right. you know, how, how could you not feel joy? And again, they didn't turn. The one guy had a, a quibble a statement. I'll you know we could go into, but we could easily forget it. But the the joy they felt they weren't ready to kind of make a statement about climate change. They're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm at the pinnacle of my career. I can't imagine it happened to me. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. A lot of my friends are here who are with me in that journey. That's what you want the Oscars to be. That yeah. that's what it should be. Listen, they're all rich. I get it. They're famous. They're beautiful. And you could you could throw in some resentment at that. Fine, but you know we watch it because we want to see that joy. That you know who who can't relate to that on some level. We've all had these little minor triumphs and. They just get shiny gold awards when they do.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that uh, in general, you know, there were uh, definitely a couple mm-hmm. of uh, clunky uh, presentations, you know, I mean, st- starting out the show with uh, The Rock and Emily Blunt, it was like, yeah, that's the uh, Jungle Cruise reunion that we all wanted. <laughs> you know, I was like, thank God. Equal. What's going on, Dwayne? You know. <laughs> Don't tease um, and, us, man. Give it. And then just for me personally, uh, Andrew Garfield and Florence Pugh, I, I think that they should have to use their American accents. Uh, it <laughs> throws me off. It's I was just like, no, that's, that's not what they're supposed to sound like. You know? Okay. <laughs> it's like it's the reverse <laughs> Hugh Laurie I, I I couldn't watch House Because his American <laughs> accent annoyed me so much Benedict <laughs> Cumberbatch Say what you want about Doctor Strange He should be using his British accent That's in right. that movie There's no reason that he has to be from New York He, he I... could be British it would be fine He would sound mm-hmm. normal if you would only let Benedict Cumberbatch be uh, be British, I think I did a um, phone with Alfred Molina years ago. I'm like, why is this guy in a British accent? Stop it! <laughs> is, he, sure. is he putting me on? Is he doing a character? Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked the uh, the. It was the for a film called Irish Goodbye, singing the guy Happy Birthday. That just oh adds to like the overall feel, the joy. I, you know, I, and I think that song's in public domain now. Twenty years ago, there would have been you know a check to cash and somebody oh, would have no. been mad, <laughs> but. Um, it is your uh, business. And, yeah. And, you know, when you have the, mm. uh, the In Memoriam, we talked about the job that uh, that Lenny Kravitz did earlier. I thought he did it. You know, the song was great. Uh, I guess what I read this morning is they forgot Paul Sorvino and uh, Mira Sorvino pointed that out. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I remember they had him on the Emmys. But uh, so mm. I guess that must be why they're like, yeah, he got one. And then the joke about Robert Blake <laughs> ahead of it. I was just like, you know what? he. He may or may not have shot his wife. I'm going to feel okay about it. I have a friend who, by the way, is convinced that he didn't. But I'm like, uh. Robert Blake's alibi was, I couldn't have shot my wife because at that point, I was going out to the car to get my gun. So I could <laughs> not have possibly shot my wife. So I, I, I was all right. I was all well, right
2: here, with that. Here's the bigger issue. Well, they forgot Anne Heche, which is just yeah. terrible. But also, I, I think her name is Charles B. Dean. I hope I have that right. Forgive me if i have it wrong. She was the lovely actress in Triangle of Sadness. She's a South African. I think she may have been a model. And she was 32 years old. She died last year. Oh, the wow. star of an Oscar nominated movie for best picture died last year and they forgot her.
1: Yeah, that's rough. It's I mean that that seems like a very very easy uh googleable thing. Like, oh, let's check about everybody in all the movies. Um, by the way, just to circle back, my brother is in the chat and he says, I thought Dr. Strange was from Brooklyn. I mean, you know, in the <laughs> comics he is, but, uh, it'd be all right if he was from Kensington on Kent or something, you know, they all have everywhere of there has a, has a name like that. I'm sure that, uh, Craig Robinson across the pond, he knows what I'm talking about. He's, uh, he's from Robinson on Kent, if I, if I had to guess, um, but, uh, so was there a performance I mean, again, not really surprises. Was there one where you're like, ah, oh, this is the thing that really should have won because I didn't see enough stuff. Mm. I was smart enough that the one movie I saw is the one that won everything. You know,
2: you know, I don't think we're in an age of great movies, but I, I kind of think we're in an age of great performances. I can make a lot of arguments for a lot of different actors. Carrie Condon was in the Banshees of Inna Sharon. She was right. spectacular. Brendan Gleeson and, and and Colin Farrell, the two leads amazing. Uh, just all the categories, you know, I actually caught to Leslie, which was sort of the big scandalous nomination for Andrea Riseborough, And I caught her in a plane recently. It's a very good movie and she's stunning in it. And if she had won, she would have deserved to win. So it's right. it's you know, it's wildly subjective. You know, who knows why the winners are the winners. But uh, I, I think across the board, they were just great performances. So I I, I think in every category you can make a good argument for anyone.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I think there's the ones, you know, the things that you just expect, like I was saying, like Top Gun was never going to win, but you know, yeah. you could, you look, if it had, you'd be like, well, think about the way that that movie made people feel when they saw it, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, so I, I think that uh, it's I'm just sort of making sure that I'm, I'm not forgetting anything major, but again, mm. it, it's like, it's one of those ones we're talking about everything all at once <laughs> it covers so much of the conversation, you That's know? Right. Um, yeah. Say, I, the
2: E-E-A-O-O, A-O-O, what's, the, what's the acronym for the uh, Everything Everywhere? I think we, you could use that on oh, my yeah, like regular, know. you know, when you want to say I know. inclusive. <laughs>
1: <No>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my brother uh, chimes in, uh, Everything That Breathes was robbed in Best Documentary. It, uh, it lost to the Get the Russian Dissident Out of Jail vote. I, I could see that. That looked like a story. I don't know. Look, when you get to documentary, you always look. And when I used to, you know, work in offices when there would be like Oscar pools, you'd always find out which one is like the Holocaust documentary. Because exactly. odds, odds are it's <laughs> gonna be very well done. It's gonna be heartbreaking. You know, it's gonna win one because of the subject matter, but because the subject matter just makes for amazing yeah. storytelling, you know. So um, yeah, I felt like that was probably something. That uh, uh, would, oh, yeah. And uh, Farad Mohammed wanted to point out uh, someone, one of the singers in Elvis also passed away. Uh, So uh, Shanka. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. who, Who played Big Mama Thornton. And uh, my brother, I get all my Oscar news from NPR. Well, that would that would explain it. Yeah, that's that's uh, that would be it, it, on NPR. That was the only award that was awarded last night was the, uh, the Russian dissident, uh, which, by the way, the the politics behind that, you're like, yeah, OK, this is this is going to be a, an anti-Russia. Crowd, Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so if you win we, an, an award for,
2: for abortion, I don't care what side of the argument you're on you can you mentioned your thoughts on abortion that's just yeah. an, that's an organic thing
1: yeah exactly so uh, there there's not a lot of movies that i'm that are nagging me that i feel like i need to see <laughs> um obviously if if something other than avatar had won for visual effects i would have been like what what are you doing yeah you know i uh i, I had friends that wanted the batman to be nominated for more and i'm like are you kidding like yeah, you know, I, I guess the cinematography was good, but it's like, it's like Christopher Nolan light, you know. Yeah. So I, I, you know, there's not a lot that I wanted. And and honestly, the the animation I I'd only seen Puss in Boots. So well, Absolutely. no, no it's, I saw Turning Red as well. That's right, I forgot. I will say but, Pinocchio,
2: which one is, is it's wonderful. It the story is good, not very good, right? The animation is just wonderful. I, I've seen it multiple times. I, just something about it, it's just arresting. And maybe it's just because it's real; it's not CGI. It's the stop motion. It, 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 it's something. It's it's hard to describe, but it's it's lovely. It's just beautiful to watch, and uh, and the story is is good enough for sure. And the voice, yeah. the vocal performances are, are are solid. So, but there's boy, you should see it. It really is something to be. No, I,
1: yeah, that was one. It, mm-hmm. It's one of those. A lot of times with the Oscars, I'm reminded of like, oh yeah, I was going to see that. The Pinocchio is one of those. Yeah. Um, What are your thoughts on All Quiet on the Western Front? That did win for cinematography. It's in German, right? It won a lot. I mean, it it looked like that
2: actually could overwhelm uh, everything everywhere. It's the one movie I haven't seen, the one major movie I haven't seen. It's on Netflix, no excuse. It it just seemed punishing to me to watch. And I I feel like I, you know, (laughs) this is my excuse as a film critic and it's actually legitimate, but I've been in a different headspace since my wife had cancer a couple of years ago. She's okay now. But also that and the pandemic, I, when I have free time in my life, I go straight to B movies, horror movies, genre movies, junk I've seen in from the 80s I want to relive. So I, I, I've been kind of off my game as a critic. I mean, I watch most of the films and I check things out, but I, I'm a little, I, I'm different now. It's kind of hard for me to describe.
1: Always, always mm-hmm. glad to hear that uh, your wife is doing well, by the way. I, I know Thanks. that you're, you you've mentioned that somewhat regularly, you know, I'll, you post about it. Sometimes I'll, I'll ask you privately. And so, yeah, yeah that's always great to hear, but I agree that, uh, you know, uh, here in Los Angeles, it uh, took a lot longer for us to be able to get back to movie theaters than in other parts of the country. And so when I did. I, I wasn't rushing out to see all quiet on the Western Front. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know it wasn't out yet. That's not the point. But the, I agree with you. Uh, yeah. I have so much limited time. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm always caught up in the the latest season of Bluey on Disney Plus because <laughs> I have course. a seven year old and a five year old. So yeah. you know, there's the stuff I'm up on because of mm. the shows I host. I always keep up on, on the Marvel stuff, which there's a, there's a bit of a range in quality when it comes to that.
0: Um, (laughs) I uh, haven't noticed. I think they've all been excellent.
1: Well, look, if Kevin, if if, if Kevin Feige's got an ear open, I think everything is, each one is better than the last. (laughs) And and so I just can't wait for the next thing. Um, I'd be, I'd be happy to shill like they did for the, uh, the little mermaid. Um, And, you know, but it was it was an interesting point that Jimmy Kimmel made is that there, there's something that movies can do. that television can't television can't lose you a hundred million dollars. <laughs> uh, and but there is something about the way that it's just easier to consume TV mm-hmm. that really started with the pandemic. But it's a lot easier for me to keep up on on Star Trek Picard, especially this year when it's actually a good season as opposed to last season. which I've was, heard nothing yeah, but good things about the latest. Season. Yeah. And, and, uh, and by the, the way, just to kind ahead. of defend myself anew, because
2: I'm feeling very guilty, I'm, I guess the older I get, the more I'm reticent to watch the "Eat Your Vegetables" movies. If that makes sense, sure. No, Do Your Homework completely. movies, like you know, like another movie I did not see was Till. I, I think the subject matter is fascinating. It's a story that should be told. I can't, I can't rally myself to see.
1: It's, it's so horrible. I mean, it's like the, the. So the example that I always use mm-hmm. is. I never, and this is going back 20 years now. I never in my mind had a doubt that the passion of the Christ was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I did not want to watch Jesus get beat up and bloody <laughs> yeah. for two hours. I was just like, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I there's just, such things, you know, it's not like, you know, growing up, going to Sunday school, I was like, boy, I'd love to see that on the big screen. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> you know, you want to, you want to do a, a, a spinoff movie on King Herod. I'll be there for that. But you know, so there there's movies where I'm just like, I'm not even saying that I don't think it's good. Mm-hmm. It, it's just, oh, I don't, I don't want to go there. You know, it's yeah. like, how many people do you know that have seen Schindler's List multiple times? We all saw it and mm-hmm. it was like, it's so well done. Yeah. I can't imagine living through the movie again. God forbid the people who had to live through what's on the screen. Right. There's right, just, yeah. there's movies that it's like, I'm, it's it, I, just once. And then there's other movies where I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I don't I don't think it's yeah. for me. You Give know? me Shawshank again, Sean loop. Yeah. You know. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> y- yeah. We want definitely want something that ends, you know, a little bit more, uh more mm. upbeat. But I agree with you. Like I didn't sit down to see cocaine bear because I'm like, this is gonna be great. It's like, and honestly, my problem with cocaine bear, since you know, it's it's Oscar's adjacent because he was on the <laughs> show, it wasn't bad enough. You know what I mean? It was like I agree. It was like somebody that I knew compared it to snakes on a plane. And I was like, that was more fun. You know, I than- thought cocaine bear. The first half
2: hour was the cocaine bear that I wanted.
1: It was right. over the yeah. top.
2: It was crazy. There was bloodshed. There was action. There was chaos. And then it became like a conventional, slightly boring movie. And
1: I'm like, wait a minute. I came to see cocaine bear. Yeah. You gotta <laughs> right. get got to give me the full cocaine. I did like the cocaine cubs so that if they want to do a (laughs) spinoff, they can have the cocaine cubs. Uh, But yeah, no, exactly. So, uh, you know, it's, and I, you know, I have a, I have a brand to maintain, so I'll always go and see, you know, I'm I'm seeing Shazam later this week. I I saw black Adam and it was in the theater, you know, and it's, but those are all like escape movies of of varying quality. You know, when I I go to see something like, when I go to see something like, don't worry, darling, and I find it to just be atrocious. I'm, I was like angry tweeting while the credits were playing. Uh, I, I, did, I I upset a couple people because I said people who liked it must be stupid. <laughs> I'm not really backing down from that, by the way. Okay, that's fair. I appreciate. I fashion. feel the same way about Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> by the way,
2: <laughs> I'm the. I, I think I may be the only person who liked Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. What was your take on it?
1: I, I liked it for the most part uh i yeah. thought that the the one thing that they did right was the runtime. it's just over two hours they get right to the quantum mania yeah. you know what i mean it's like it, let's, let's not have the 40 minutes before they go into this basically like they there's a little bit some cute stuff hey remember paul rod you like him so yeah i did a, a few episodes of uh of a few of my shows but uh the Black cast specifically, I cobbled mm. them together and had about three hours of, uh, of review with different people. For It's like if you really want to dive deep, you can uh, go two episodes mm. back from this one and find it. But uh, it goes a long way because I do like Paul Rudd. I do like that I, those movies don't take themselves too seriously. Yeah. You know? And uh, yeah, because when they take themselves too seriously, it's like, but, it, but it's Ant-Man. So <laughs> you have to know that that's the approach. That's why I like the first Shazam. Haven't seen the second one yet. The first is him. I like Zachary Levi. It was fun. He's a kid who turns into a grown-up. Great. Have that, have that spirit. The DC movies usually don't, haven't been fun. I think James Gunn is going to make them more fun uh, because his serious peacemaker was one of the, one of my favorite things I watched last year, Hmm. you know? So um, I, I, so I liked Ant-Man and the Wasp. I I thought that the the people who didn't like it, uh, I was just like, I don't know if they saw the same movie I did. Yeah. There was a lot of anger
2: toward it too. I was like, wow, you know, I could see not loving it. I didn't love it, but I yeah, I, I thought there was a lot to enjoy there. I love. I even like the the vistas. I like the, the sort of the imagination that was behind that. You know, I just and I think Jonathan Majors is just so interesting to watch. He's something. Yeah, I can't. I can't figure what w- why he's so compelling on screen, but he is compelling on screen. He just is.
1: Yeah. No, uh, yeah, th- and that was a there was a nice moment with him and Michael B Jordan presenting yeah, yeah, uh, last night. I thought that was actually kind of fun. Uh yeah, he's great and I mean Marvel's going to build their whole next phase around him yeah. as this character Kang and the various iterations of Kang and uh I mean they've literally picked the perfect actor, you know. Mm-hmm. So, uh I'm excited that we get to see uh, more of him. Uh, Farad Muhammad with a great uh, callback. It's too bad that Conan didn't interview Paul Rudd when Mania came out because he would have loved another Mac and Me clip because going, it's like 20 years now, Farad, right? That whenever Paul Rudd is on Conan in particular, I don't think it's any other show. I think it's just Conan. He always sets up a clip and then ends up being a clip of him and Mac and Me. It's like the same clip. Wait, so. Paul Rudd was in Mac and Me? Yes. <laughs> was he
2: like a little boy? <laughs>
1: yeah. I believe, I believe so. Uh, yeah, amazing. and it, it's it's like a running gag. And I think to the extent that Paul Rudd was once on Conan's podcast and he still <laughs> played the clip from Mac and Me. He still set it up. I think he he did it in another way. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, a lot of, like, those superhero movies are very personality-driven, you yeah. know? And I think that's why people tend to like Tom Holland's Spider-Man more than Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, because it's just – it was uh, – Oh, okay. So this is even this is even crazier. Farad Muhammad, he wasn't in Mac and Me. It's just oh, okay. a random clip. I didn't even get the joke until now. I thought he was in it as a kid. I thought he had a small part in it. Uh so thank and you. Any, Farad any excuse to watch any piece of Mac and Me is fine. <laughs> right, right, exactly. The the wannabe ET that it that it was. <laughs> absolutely. Uh Farad also pointed out Requiem for a Dream is another one of those really great never watching again films. Yeah, I think that we could all probably make those like top ten lists of that's movies great. that you're not denying their quality, yeah. but you would never watch them again. You know, it's like, it's like if my my kids come around to wanting to see, you know, a movie when they're older, I'll be like, yeah, all right. I'll, I'll see you in like two and a half hours. That's all right. Um, I was talking but, to my wife.
2: I, I can't wait for my oldest son. He's 14 now to watch The Graduate with me. But sure. he's not ready for it yet. Like Not 14 at 14, is, yeah. I mean, listen, he could process it. It's nothing too outrageous. But- that movie I don't think is... I don't
1: think you appreciate that movie at 14. Yeah. I, I think I was like 17, 18 by the time I saw yeah. it. You, know? you gotta get some angst going, you know? Yeah. Yeah. What uh so your your oldest is 14. What uh what are your kids re- responding to the most in terms of films? We could talk TV for a, a moment yeah. or two. I'm sort of interested because you're you're further down the road than I am. As I said, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. So I have a short answer. It's this technically. Um, so they they have no interest in movies. Oh, I
2: drag him to okay. I drag him to a couple now and then. Right. Uh, my oldest son does love like Family Guy and I it's probably too young, but I, I I've let him watch some South Park and he oh. really loves the irreverent humor. like he's in this age where the dark humor really speaks to him. And I kind of have to counsel him and say, you gotta make sure this is all internal, dude. You can't, you know,
1: Yeah, you, you can't, you you can't, can't do get South Park say, in real life, you, you know. You can't say this at school. You can't uh, you <laughs> know. It. It, yeah, it's like watch the Chris Rock special. And, and like he said, yeah, these are all jokes you can't tell at work tomorrow. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so yeah, no, I agree. And uh yeah, look, I was just excited that my son, who's seven, uh mm-hmm. last summer, I, I finally got him to watch Star Wars because before that, he felt like it was going to be too scary. He was too old, but it's funny because his sixth birthday, I took him to see, we talked about it earlier. I I took him to see jungle cruise because he loves maps and traveling and they were, you know, uh, on the Amazon river. So like he was excited about that aspect of it. And I, you know, I, I had a, an invite to the press screening, which happened to be on his birthday, so it's like, all right, let's go mm-hmm. on your birthday at the the Disney theater, the El Capitan in Hollywood. It's kind of a, a fun thing, oh, yeah. and I'm like this movie is way scarier and also much, much worse than star Wars. So uh, when he was in like his summer camp, they were going to show him star Wars on Friday. And I'm like, well, that is not the first time the way that you're going to see it. You're going to wa- I'm going to get you early on Tuesday. We're going to watch it. And we watched the three good ones, you know, four five yeah. and six, the the three best. And he, he wants to see more. He's like, he's like, when can we watch episode seven? I'm like, how about we watch the Mandalorian? Like in the <laughs> timeline, that's what's next. That's it's a the long next- story, son. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's going to take a little while, and and then you know. But even he's like, yeah. I was like, well, what do you think about Episode One? He's like, oh, I don't know, I don't. And I'm like, yeah, exactly. You don't know because probably none of your friends have talked about it. So yeah, yeah and you know, my my daughter, I think she likes <clears throat> like there's an animated uh, preschool show called uh, Spidey and His Amazing Friends on Disney Channel. So she oh, likes. Right. St- yeah, so she Is that likes old stuff one? That's, It's not the no, not the one from like when I was a kid. There's Spider-Man and his amazing friends. That yes, was like yeah. my gateway that. drug. There's like a, a a much preschool friendly. Okay, like when you watch it, mm-hmm. you'd think that like. The Green Goblin is just a little bit of a troublemaker. He's just naughty occasionally. He's not really doing anything, you know? Oh, you Green Goblin, you stuff. Yeah, like, oh, you, you know. Hmm. But, uh, so, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, finding things like that. They do like the experience of going to the movies. Probably it's mostly the snacks, which that's fine. I get that. By the way, this Um, is kind of Oscar
2: adjacent. Uh, The new Avatar movie is maybe, is it maybe a top five all time now? Is that yeah, where we are? It's a,
1: it's a, it is a top five all time. Yeah.
2: Now my social life is minimal, but I, I am on social media a lot. I feel like here's a movie that is massive. One of the biggest movies of all time. And I never hear a single person talk about it, reference it, say they loved it. Uh, want to get the merch, want to buy it on Blu-ray. Like, yeah. I feel like everyone saw it and no one cares about it. Is, is that accurate? Is that, is that a I fair? Think,
1: I think that is accurate. And the interesting thing was, uh, yeah, you know, my my son loves the the aquarium and ocean, and we have tons of National Geographic books about that. So he was really intrigued by it. Yeah. And somehow he found out that it's three hours and 12 minutes. So I was going to take it because I was like, let's see it on the big screen. He's yeah. like, well, I didn't see the first one. And then he's just like, it's too long. And I'm like, you're not wrong. It's too long. <laughs> it is too long. So maybe when it's on Disney Plus. Uh, so like, I thought that he would be excited to see it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's certainly better than jungle cruise. It's just, <laughs> much shorter, but, uh, I, I agree. I, I went and saw it and, you know, I talked to people afterwards that I knew that I saw and my, my friend I went with and yeah, it was like, oh, this was great, but you're right. People who've seen it afterwards I'm like, oh yeah, it was good but you're not invested in it in the same way, you know? In any it's way, like,
2: almost. There's yeah. just
1: no, there's no
2: sort of like, when you meet friends at a party, you might talk about what you're streaming, what you're binging, the TV shows you love, maybe a movie now and then, sadly. I wish that happened more often, but I just like, he's made two movies. They're like the biggest movies of all time. And there's no, there's no, uh, what do you call it? When the, when the boat goes, the wake, there's no wake. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I enjoyed the, the latest one to a degree. I have no interest in the next one. I mean, I'll see it cause it's my job, but it didn't like end in a way of thinking, Oh gosh, I can't wait to see the next movie.
1: Right? No, I agree. I think I, I, I liked it more than mm-hmm. the first one, but that's sort of marginal. I think yeah. just visually the spectacle was amazing. That, yeah. that wasn't a problem, but you're right. People aren't excited about it. Even in the way I think it's not as good a movie. I'm sorry that the first one was not as good a movie, but mm-hmm. it was so new and unique. People talked more about that yeah. in, in yeah. this way. And it's, we're also what 12 years removed from the first one. I think that that really ate into it a lot. Yeah. And we've got three, four more sequels coming. So I don't know. Yeah.
2: Like, you know, Top Gun comes out and everyone's talking about it. Spider Man yeah. No Way Home, everyone's talking about it. When Titanic came out, every, it was crying parties with teenage girls crying <laughs> over the movie. Like, it, it had an impact on the culture and, and, you couldn't escape it, and I like yeah. I love that about movies where you're talking about it, you're arguing about it, you're you're thinking about it, you're buying crap that's associated with it, and then these two movies come out, they blow out the doors of you could you know they did as well as you can possibly imagine, and it's nothing.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's and a riot. Uh, it's a riot, and and I think that's why you know we we talked earlier about. About Marvel, it's like that is like even when the movie isn't the best one that someone's seen, they're still excited because it's like they're so invested, you know, especially when they were building up to Avengers Endgame, which was kind of like the last moment where everybody was like, well, this is great. This built to that. Mm -hmm. And then Spider-Man comes along and that's great because it's it's a Spider-Man movie and people tend to like those. But yeah, there's there's not people aren't invested in uh, like I was saying before they're not invested in Avatar uh, maybe at all, yeah. so yeah. But I uh, did uh, so if your kids don't like to see movies, I can't imagine that you would have even tried to get them to see a three-hour twelve-minute movie.
2: Not a chance.
1: <laughs> yeah, a chance. right. Exactly. That's like that's <laughs> like more movie than they'll see in a calendar year. <laughs> <you know? laughs> so dad, you got ninety-two minutes. Go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, look, I'm, I'm. There's plenty to be uh, excited about uh, this year uh, that's coming out, but most of it is, you know, sort of the big budget popcorn movies, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, for for people who are regulars of the Black Cast, uh, they know that something like a, a, a final at least a final James Gunn guardians of the galaxy might have like a different caliber than some of the other releases and you know, the, the flash movie, it's like, it's got Michael Keaton in it. So it's going to have to be really bad for me to be like, that was (laughs) terrible, you know? So there's, there's a lot of that stuff coming and boy, does my daughter want to see that Barbie movie, by the way, because we live in, because we live near the (laughs) Warner brothers lot. We, there's like a, just a big, and she knows the B that's what the poster is. It's the big B from Barbie. She's uh, like, daddy, is there going to be a Barbie movie? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I should go see that with mommy. And I was like, yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know, is there anything that you can think of as we start to wind down here that you're like looking forward to whether it's the months ahead or down the road uh, something that uh, you, you're particularly excited about? You know, I think that Tom
2: Cruise, the mission impossible series seems to get better uh, yeah. more outrageous every time. I, I just, he's on such a hot streak right now. I hope that continues. I really, I really kind of fear the new Indiana Jones movie. I, you know, I love Harrison Ford to death. He is my generation's movie star. Sure. He, he turned 80, you know, he he's looking his age and I, I, I know that sounds mean, but he's an action hero. He's Indiana Jones. I don't know how they can pull it off. And I, I saw the trailer. I wasn't overwhelmed. And I just, I just I don't know what to say. I mean, I feel so. I mean, I, you know, I root for all the movies. I mean, ultimately, yeah. I want to have a, a, a great time. And I, and I and you know we're all getting older, and I, I don't want to be mean about it, but it just seems like a really tough stunt to pull off. And
1: yeah. I don't know. We'll I, see. I'm, I'm, I think I'm if worried. the Crystal Skull one had been a better movie, yeah, this that movie. helps. This that is, that it's help. like this is the this is kind of like the do over. There's there's yeah. no Shia LaBeouf in this. But you know, he uh, was then- older in that movie, but he was still looked like indiana jones and he, yeah, it didn't bother me at
2: all you
1: know so. yeah no no it's uh i guess uh, when it goes it goes uh pretty quickly uh and uh you know i i i don't know what tenant was i don't know what it was <laughs> supposed to be that thing was a mess but still because of the body of work christopher nolan has uh oppenheimer yeah. coming out over the summer yep. and uh i'm like mm-hmm. i i i look i don't Okay, so something like cocaine bear or snakes on a plane I'm sitting in the seat not necessarily expecting it to be great But I'm always hoping to be entertained I yeah. I want everything to be great I want Batman vs. Superman to be good I know I'm going to be there for two hours and 45 minutes I'm not happy when it's not good mm-hmm. You know, I want everything to be good So that's one that I'm very intrigued by Because you know that story And you're like, Christopher Nolan can tell You know, he can his spin on that story could be great So yeah. That's that's sort of like the one you know. We'll see if next year when we do the show, if that's what we're talking about uh, Oscar wise. I hope so. Uh, or maybe Cocaine Bear too. I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Christian, uh, the uh, the Oscars were so much less eventful than last year, but I think in a good way. Uh, but uh, I appreciate you always taking the time to not only watch the show, but then talk to me about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. My pleasure. Um, if uh, people want to find uh, your site, your podcast, please let everybody know where yeah. they can find all of that.
2: You know, I like to keep my opinions to myself mostly, but but if you want to hear them. No. Uh, <laughs> so my website is hollywoodintoto.com and my podcast, which is rebooted, renewed, sequel, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's back, uh, comes out each week. It should be going to twice a week in the near future. That is the Hollywood and Toto podcast. I like to interview a lot of different kinds of artists, maybe people you haven't heard of before. Others you der- certainly have, but also I really want to get people from across the aisle. I'm a right of center guy, but I really want to get some left-leaning critics and actors and celebrities and talent to talk and to have a debate and to be civil and to be cool with each other and just find out we maybe agree more than we disagree or maybe vice versa. But that's that's going to be part of the template coming soon.
1: I think, uh, yeah, I think that uh, in general and most of our lives, it's very easy to talk to people that. You know, I mean, if somebody's completely got a different outlook on life, that can be a little trickier, a little but, tricky, yeah. you know, it, but, you know, a lot of times it's like, all right, but you should be able to talk about a movie with something, you know, Yeah, I mean, yeah So uh, you know, it's uh, you, you should be able to talk to say Oliver Stone about mm-hmm. movies, you know, without having yeah. to get into how, you know, he's, he's the only American who got the, the Russian vaccine because. Putin's his buddy, you know. So you know, it's like we don't need to talk about that. Let's, let's let's talk about. Uh, would you like a do-over on Wall Street too? You know, stuff, oh. stuff like. That. <laughs> Maybe don't ask him that. But I know, that's like, I, I not like your first question. Maybe your no, no. You work up to that. That's like yeah. at the at the sixty minute mark where you're like, all right. If, so, if if Mr. You, Stone, would you like a do-over on? Yeah, you know, is there going to be a third one? <laughs> um, but uh, I I do always appreciate it. It's always uh, fun to chat about these things uh, with you. And uh, I uh, I like I said I always appreciate you making the time to do it. Uh, everybody who uh, tunes in to the uh, podcast version of the Black Cast uh, will have a couple of uh, interviews with musicians this week. I talked to a musician named Ron Young from a band called Little Caesar. He had a fascinating book about his story about a band that never quite really caught on. Oh, uh, and then there'll also be an episode with uh, Frank Hannon from the band Tesla, uh, where uh, we talked a lot about uh, what they have coming up. And uh, don't worry, next week will be our special on Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. Is that one that you're going to go to a press screening of, Christian? Or Yeah, uh, going this week. Okay, yeah, so uh, by the time I see it I'll probably know what you think of it But uh, I think I'm seeing it Friday Uh, You know, right right in the middle of the day It's a perfect St. Patrick's Day (laughs) film But in any case, so stay tuned Please subscribe to The Blackcast B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T Our YouTube channel and uh, wherever you find your podcasts That's all the time we have for now We'll see you next time on The Blackcast
0: Thank you for listening to The Blackcast Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Bladcast. That's B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. You can also subscribe to the audio version, wherever podcasts are found. Like The Bladcast on Facebook, follow at Bladcast on Twitter and Instagram, and of course, the man responsible for what you just heard is on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. I'm Farad Muhammad, and if you want me to voice your podcast intro, you can find me at Twitter and Instagram at F A R D. M-U-H-A-M-M-A-D. We will see you next time on The Bladcast. No one's going to see this anyway, so I can admit <laughs> this here, right? Well, this has been The Bladcast. I am I- your host. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Christian DMZ. Jeff Durey, not on Twitter. The Bladcast. Welcome to the stream. Who are you?
1: One of the best podcasts you can ever see, The Bladcast. whoop de do. We're watching it. We got no Wi-Fi. We can't hear a thing, but we love it.
0: Go watch The Bladcast with me and Carl. It was a great show, if I remembered it. But if I was on, it must've been great, right? Give myself a bill.
2: Good luck with the whole thing. And you know, here's to another 500, get you to a thousand, you know, which is more than 500 last time I checked.
1: Goodbye, everybody, goodbye. We're closed. <laughs>